0: The Holy Gospel according to John, the second chapter. The Passover of the Jews was nearer and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep and doves and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered it. It was written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews said to him, what sign can you show for for us doing this? Jesus answered them,
1: Grace to you, Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. What a great group of singers. Nice work. That was beautiful. Well, it's the third Sunday in the season of Lent. We have been following Jesus as he is making his way towards the cross and then towards the empty tomb. Two weeks ago, we heard the story of Jesus in the wilderness being tempted for 40 days. Last Sunday, it was the story of Jesus sharing with those around him, with his disciples, how he must indeed undergo great suffering, death, and then rising again on the third day. And now today we come to the story that is often referred to as Jesus cleansing the temple. Jesus comes into the temple and discovers that the temple has been made into some sort of marketplace which overshadows the entire purpose of what it meant to gather in the temple, mainly worshiping God. And so in that very moment, all of the people that are in the temple are going against the very things that God laid out in the Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods. In other words, the people that were in the temple on that day were focused on the material things, they were focused on the monetary things, and not focusing on that which was divine. That which is God. Their focus had been shifted. And so we see then Jesus erupt in frustration to try and bring the emphasis and the focus back to God and to himself. So we just heard Griffin read a couple moments ago the Ten Commandments from the book of Exodus. And every time those Commandments come up, when I hear the Ten Commandments, I can't help but wonder, how often do we give them much thought? How often do we actually think about the Ten Commandments? How often do we think about how they are a part of our lives? What role do they play? particularly when it comes to those commandments where as we go through a little bit of a check, we think, wait a second, that one, I don't think that one applies to me, right? For example, the fifth commandment, you shall not kill. I would bet that most of us pay little attention to that commandment because most of us Do not hurt another out of great violence and anger and maliciousness and deceit or some desire to get personal gain where the end result is physical death. I don't believe most of us resort to that type of physical violence. And so it is easy to think, well, you know what? Commandment 5 doesn't really apply in my case. Now, that may very well be true, but let me tell you on this morning that we need to give the fifth commandment, you shall not kill far greater attention than we may think it deserves. Because fast forward to Jesus. Jesus takes the fifth commandment, and builds off of the physical violence of that commandment to include that of verbal abuse and that of any manifestation of anger. In fact, this is what he says in the Gospel of Matthew. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, the people of Israel, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or a sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. Moving from the physical violence that is laid out in the commandments of old, and bringing in the language of verbal abuse, of hurtful words, of anything that brings about anger towards another. So knowing this, let me ask you this morning, How many of you have killed another person with your words, with your actions? A few brave hands are going up, thank you. I didn't even ask, but thank you. Yeah. How many of you have put another person down or belittled them or made them to feel less than? How many of you have participated in horrific and hurtful gossip or those really salacious, juicy rumors? How many of you have used language that has minimized and marginalized another human being? The language we use today, certainly it is relatively new. We hear it used often. And that is the language of bullying, right? How many of you have bullied another? We often think about bullying as it only pertains to our children and to school, to the classrooms and classmates. We hear about that frequently, this bullying-type behavior. And I can tell you, every time I hear about it, my heart absolutely breaks. Because no one, No one should ever be spoken to in such a way that destroys one's soul. No one should ever be treated in such a way that causes horrific pain and suffering. And yet we hear about it often with our children and our students, and I am sorry. But the truth is that behavior doesn't limit itself to the school, it doesn't limit itself to our children and their friends and their relationships, because we can find that same behavior in our families, that same behavior in our places of work, we see it in politics, We hear about it and see it on social media. And by the way, that same behavior, that hurtful behavior, can even take place in houses of worship. It can take place in any walk of life. I would guess that most of you know exactly what I'm talking about because either you have witnessed firsthand this type of behavior or perhaps you have been the victim or perhaps even the victimizer. Many of us have heard and read text messages. We have read and seen Facebook posts, Twitter posts, Snapchat, posts, or any other forms of social media that absolutely destroy the reader and the receiver in hurtful and punishing and horrific ways. Perhaps you yourself have received a message like that. Perhaps you yourself have sent a message like that. That's not how we are called to live in this world as followers of Jesus Christ. That is not how you and me as children of God are to be the best for the world. Not just in the world, but for the world. That is not how we live out our faith in Christ. We do not do that by tearing each other down. Rather, we do it by supporting and caring for and loving and building one another up. And so during this season of Lent, we hear this language of repentance. And the actual, the actual action behind repentance is to turn away from and turn towards that to which is pleasing and acceptable to God. So it is my hope that during the season of Lent, and in the time to come, whether you're at school, whether you're at work or in the relationships within your very own family, wherever it may be, that you turn from the language, the hurtful language, the words that can kill and turn towards God and that which is pleasing, that which is acceptable, that which gives love and compassion to a world in need. At the end of the day, what's important to remember is words matter. Words can be incredibly powerful, right? They have the absolute power to breathe life and to build one another up, but those same words can have the complete and total opposite effect by tearing and destroying one another. So during the season of Lent, my challenge to you is, my hope and prayer for you is that you turn away from such behavior and seek to build each other up and not tear each other down, to breathe the very marrow of life into the world around you, not suck it out or take it away, to take the very love of Jesus and share it with the world in need. That your belief in Jesus Christ and the love He gives to you, day in and day out, wherever you may be, that same love is given away and shared with the world, with a world in need, wherever you might be. Let it be so. Amen.